Podcast One Production. Welcome to Brand New World, a podcast series designed for marketers. Hi, I'm Russell Howcroft, Chief Creative Officer at PwC Australia, and I, along with Southern Cross Stereo, have a passion for building brands and businesses. The COVID-19 global pandemic has created insane disruption across the world, none more so than in the marketing industry. We're being forced to find new ways to build brands and communicate to our customers as their behaviour changes to adapt to what we're calling the new normal. This podcast series will help you find opportunity amongst the chaos. Throughout the series, we'll talk to experts in the industry about how they're adapting to a brand new world. As the host, my role will be to tease out the insights, creativity and lessons that will help us all get through this together and most importantly, keep your brand and business in good stead for the future. The good news is we're not all screwed. There is opportunity. On this episode, we're talking to Amy Buchanan about the current state of the media landscape in Australia. My guest today is Amy Buchanan. Amy was appointed to the role of CEO of OMD Australia in 2016 and now leads the largest media agency in Australia with 600 plus staff across six offices. With over 19 years experience in Australian media, Amy has worked across a wide range of client categories. Amy is one of the most impressive industry list of awards I've seen recently in the areas of executive leadership, women in media and mentorship. We're really excited to talk to Amy today about getting the channel mix right in times of extreme change. Welcome and thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Russell. Look, congratulations on your career. Since 2016, you've been the CEO of OMD uh, and you've had some great growth since then, yeah? Yeah, fantastic. um, Up until about two months ago, it was all about growth and um, a bit of a speed bump called COVID, but we're we're, we're getting through it. So tell me about um, how you've coped with our COVID times. So I'm back from mat leave two months ago, so I've got a um, six-month-old and a four-year-old, so um, neither of which understand that there is a thing called working from home, so I've had quite a few entertaining moments where my four-year-old has asked me if I've forgotten to go to work today. Uh, My six-month-old's loving it because he gets a few extra cuddles in the day, but my four-year-old is absolutely perplexed about what's going on and why I'm not going to the office. So I'm doing a lot of going out of the garage and saying goodbye and sneaking back in the front door so she thinks I've gone to work, which has been my best strategy till she uncovered me. That's actually really good. (laughs) And so tell me about um, how OMD has coped. So you've got some nice sneaky home strategies. I love that. Tell me about the business. We had a bit of a scare about I guess about three weeks before the sort of full throttle shutdown came where we had a visitor from the UK who was a suspected case and we actually had to shut the Sydney office down. We made the Channel 9 News and I remember thinking, oh, my God, we're on the Channel 9 News because we're the first business in Australia to shut. Three weeks later, the whole country shut down. Um, The one thing that did for us, and luckily it was a negative test, but the one thing it did for us is that we were totally ready on the sort of working remotely. Uh, felt like a bit of a dress rehearsal. So when the, the sort of full shutdown came, global announcement came down to shut the office, close the office working from home, operationally it wasn't a massive challenge and I think there, a lot of businesses were still sort of trying to figure out how to get their laptops connected. And I remember about two days in saying to the executive team, you know, we can't have the entire business focused on our operations. This needs to be pivoted like today on how we're showing up for our clients and how we're navigating what is probably the most challenging time in their business that they've ever faced. And that 
shift in the discussion, I think, was the pivotal moment for us in making sure that 95% of our business was what is the solution, what are we putting in place for this client and what is their path forward. And I think we navigated that quite quickly. So tell me, uh, OMD is obviously part of a global network. So you're fortunate really in that you're able to connect with the world 24-7 and share share stuff that's going on, share what's going well, what's going not so well. So can you call out anything that you've learnt you know, maybe some good, some bad and some ugly from around the world? Yeah, the global networks, I think, being a massive attribute through this journey. Um, we quite quickly, they, uh, our global network got on to kind of providing us with a lot of information. It's interesting that, you know, people were looking at China as the blueprint on how to navigate this, but I think business, China is just such a sophisticated market in terms of digital and, and e-commerce penetration in a way that I think we, we're not at that level. Um, but Italy was particularly interesting. I think it happened quite recently as we went into lockdown. So we did we gained a lot of learnings from what was happening there, both from a channel consumption point of view, um, from a shopping and retail point of view, uh, and from a consumer sentiment point of view. But I think, look, Australia has fared better in terms of the catastrophic sort of level of deaths and so forth that we're seeing elsewhere, which has impacted sentiment. And we're seeing some quite big shifts locally versus internationally in a, in a positive level. Um, but yeah, totally drawing on the, the network at the moment. So let's come home. These shifts that you're seeing. So tell us about consumer consumption, what shifts are occurring in media, if you have any knowledge around confidence. I mean, consumer sentiment dropped to an all-time low at that sort of weekend in March where everything went into lockdown. I think that a lot of people would have been looking at that going, okay, this isn't great. And ourselves, you know, very concerned on what that would mean both for the advertiser market and for our clients' business. I think what was interesting is that went up by 30 points over three weeks and still is very low. But to see that that sort of bounce back as case numbers stabilise was probably the most interesting part about that. We're seeing channel consumption, sort of your next sort of segue into that. It's really interesting. The read from Italy, actually, when we looked at it, was um, a really good blueprint for us, but there were some nuances there that we had to course correct on quite quickly. So things like news environments obviously spiking, TV audiences growing up, BVOD streaming, Netflix, I mean, all of those things you'd expect. Um, Radio in Italy dipped massively, which we were quite interested going into this, what that would mean. But in Australia, that hasn't happened. It's actually audiences have grown. So that was one of the things where we went, okay, this isn't the read we're getting locally. Out of home, back, people's movements around cities have fundamentally changed. You know, 30, 40% down on CBD traffic, but up in some of the suburbs around retail environments. So it's really having to get into the nitty gritty of every media plan and looking at how we're executing this and what does it mean for this specific business. It's probably the, been the, the most interesting part about it. I really like that, Amy, because of course, every client is going to require a different prognosis. But tell me, if you were a client right now, what would your overriding driver be when it comes to your marketing? I think that depends. It's a, and it's it's kind of back to my previous point that there isn't a one size fits all on this. And so there's, there's quite a few filters that we're having to go through. You know, is that business even open? Have they been shut down? Think, thinking about things like entertainment where cinemas are closed at the moment. It's no point advertising for those titles that aren't on air or aren't in cinemas. So we're having to, to look at the operations of the business and then look at the short and medium and long-term marketing objectives based off of that. But the first filter is, are they open for business? 
is it going to agitate consumers to be active right now or is there a longer-term play? And so we've worked through it with that lens. I think the big conversation we're having is, in the short to medium term, what is the message required? So are you open for business? Has your distribution or your services changed? Is there a hygiene and safety message required with a lot of our businesses that are you know, public-facing? There is. And then I think the final piece to it is, and, and it's one of the, um, the interesting parts of this job that you want to have more often is what's the long-term payoff on advertising through a recession and that's what most marketers are asking for our support and assistance is to help justify to their boards why they should keep money in in the market and a lot of our clients are and I think that will pay off for them in the long term. So you are having that discussion around you know the long and the short of it. Totally. Uh, yeah. That's that's really interesting. And getting that discussion into the boardroom. Yeah. Tell us more about the data that you're able to use. So you know you're invited into the boardroom of client X. The discussion yeah. is around hold your nerve, keep your money going because here's the evidence that you're going to do it. Get a hockey stick yeah. off the back of yeah. it. So tell us yeah. more about how you win that argument. Yeah, there's probably a couple of places that we're looking. We're looking back to Jeff C, what happened in the recession there, how that how brands who spent through that recession came out of the end of it. Um, we're looking at share of voice to share of market data. We're looking at what's happening in the category. We're looking at what the acquisition opportunity is. It's, it's multifaceted, but yeah, definitely historical uh, economic recession and then a lot of work around sort of share of voice to share of market. And, and how good do you think the industry is at winning that argument? The market's back considerably in ad spend, but I wouldn't say that's a reflection of that. And I think that could be the risk in this. But if you've got businesses like airlines, entertainment that aren't open and would be really quite remiss of them to be advertising, I think, right now, given they're, la- they're laying people off and everything else and not the right brand message, um, you'd expect it to be back. But I look at some of our big clients and I think we're fortunate enough to work with some you know, businesses that are strong through this and they're maintaining spend and they've been very public in that maintenance of spend. So people are winning that argument. So a client that has decided or won the argument to maintain spend, tell us about mix. So what are you doing now with regard to their media mix and uh, and measuring indeed the ROI of that mix? I think the interesting thing about this is every media plan has had to be revisited from sort of start to finish. And it's probably the first time in my career where, you, where I've seen something that has impacted every business, you know. I think one of your questions and one of the interesting sort of parallels was around bushfires, but bushfires was felt by everybody, but it didn't impact every single advertiser. And I think this has impacted every business in Australia. So we are literally having to go to every media plan and build it back up again. And there's a few layers to that. I think the, the, the kind of overarching piece is if we know channels drive a business performance or a brand outcome, we're obviously utilising those channels. And where we don't have that data, it's how do we maximise reach as we go through this. So depending on the business, Measurement, many of our clients have quite deep measurement structures and practices in place, either econometric models, ROI models. Um, So we're getting that data. I think it's going to be very, I guess, it's sort of a moment in time and I'm not sure what it's going to tell us for the future, but I think it'll give us a, a good outcome on the immediate impact that spends had. But I think back to the previous question, if you're spending through this period, it's usually, it, it would be predominantly for a long-term payoff. So, yeah. 
it's always intrigued me around sort of regional versus metro. So are you noticing much of a shift a shift in the splits there? Not really. I'd like to say it's, it's that nuance, but I think the reality is if we're pulling things, we're pulling everything. We're not pulling regional first or metro first. We're pulling spend in a particular brand because they're either not active or in a product because they're not active or we're reducing spend because the business, it doesn't have an appetite to spend that high. It's not take it out of Metro first or take it out of regional first. It's just take it out. Yeah, I get it. So those of us in marketing services, we always want our clients to be bigger, bolder, braver and um, get to yes quicker. Um, have you noticed any change in attitude with it, when it comes to clients and what they want to do with their marketing? Are they getting bolder? Are they getting to yes quicker? Or are you seeing greater caution? There's definitely a sense of caution, but the sense of caution is largely around protecting the brand. So making sure that we're either in you know, brand safe environments, that we have control over the logistics to give us the flexibility to shift message. And message is, you know, probably the predominant conversation that we're having at the moment is, is this the right message? Is it shot with the right production qualities and assets to make sense in this environment? And you only have to play that and go, you've got an ad that's shot in a busy airport running that right now is not sensitive or relevant to the environment. So there's a lot of work being done on that. So, yes, a need for control and flexibility around that. Appetite for more insight, examples, best practice than I've ever seen. Like some of the work our insights team are doing around sentiment is is getting to, you know, to the CEOs and boards of meetings where we would have struggled to get that content. There's, there's just a real-time need for it and the speed that we're able to execute that is being very well received. That is really fueling probably some of the best work I've seen come out of the industry. Um, and I think that's what is so interesting in these sort of times of hardship and really forcing you to reevaluate and giving you a, a clean slate to look at what is the right solution for now without any sort of preconceived ideas or legacy of what has been because it's, it's a new world. We're doing some really interesting work and creativity and ideas, I think, have never been more well received, which is probably the most uplifting part of this and the part that you know every day when you're sitting in these roles and you know there's some tough days the moments of joy are the incredible work that is going across our desks and I think you know there's some great examples floating around the one that um I've been talking about quite a bit because it was very refreshing. It was very early on around Easter, one of our clients boating, camping, fishing. Their biggest thing they run every year is an Easter sale, obviously an Easter sale to go camping, which wasn't very appropriate. Uh, But we picked up this great insight that people were camping in their back garden, doing a camp out. And within a week, our collective teams had created, executed and ran a campaign around Australia's biggest backyard camp out. Their whole business got behind it. Probably the biggest MPS driver they've ever done. Sold out of a lot of products and within a week it executed. And the Australian media got massively behind it because it was such a good news story and people want that in, in these times. So, and there's lots of others. I mean, Coles have been running some great work that they've been driving around uh, long-form content on the news, which Seven are producing uh, with a mobile phone. You know, so there's some really nice examples which are nimble, they're quick, uh, and they're, they're tapping into a real insight. It's one of the great end lines, really, isn't it? Boating, camping, fishing, it's BCFing fun. It's just mm. a beauty. Here is a retailer that's obviously in the boating, camping, fishing business at a time when you've got lockdown and yet 
they've discovered a way to grow their company. That is yeah. just one of the great yeah. case studies, Amy. Tell me more around innovations. How can you infiltrate TikTok? Yeah, we've got some stuff happening there. We're looking at that for a couple of clients around things like dinner times, what we're doing around dinner time dancing. Um, Maccas are looking at it. There's yeah, there's a lot happening there. Um, just the big question is just making sure it's obviously a brand safe environment for advertisers and that we're considering the context. But yeah, lots happening there. Every client at the moment, we've got a stream of work going around what is a proactive idea. So businesses like Tab Corp that are you know largely focused on sport, we're looking at um, how do we sort of celebrate sport coming back. You know, there's a lot happening for every business and what is inspiring about it is you're kind of getting this clean slate to look at each client and how they navigate through this and what the right next step for them is. And it's not, it hasn't happened before. It has to be new. It has to be innovative. Well, the time that we're in right now does offer an incredible opportunity, doesn't it? In that you've got increased media consumption, Mm -hmm. the price of entry down, the opportunity to do something tactical and quick turnaround, you know, fast turnaround. Let's get enthusiastic about that for all clients, Amy, I think, you know, and it, it's awesome to hear you've got an innovation stream happening on every one of your clients. Yeah, most of them. Don't hold me to everyone. <laughs> Clearly, this, the really astute client is going to say, hang on a second, this really is a super opportunity. Now, I know that that's not the case for everyone. Um, no. Because it's going to be difficult for some. Clearly, it is difficult yeah. for some. Yeah. But those that are energised by this moment in time, I suspect are going to really reap the rewards over the long term. The, I tell you, the one, one thing that I've been contemplating, production. You can't have a large crew at a production. We're going to start running out of shows to watch pretty soon. Does that offer an opportunity for media and for brands? Yeah, I think 100%. There'll be a real role for brand-funded content. And I, th- I think that we're seeing that in the appetite the networks have to support us to create this long-form content. And I think we're also seeing creative agencies and production houses having to work a lot more nimbly and agilely on how we produce content, which, I, you know, look, I think there's a time and place for that. There's... Um, and right now, probably it makes a lot of sense. I think if that continues, we'll all be looking at the material coming out in six months and going, oh, I wish we could do a big full-fledged shoot. But I think the balance is actually quite nice and we haven't really had a call to arms for that until now. I also selfishly think, given one of our clients is Apple, I keep saying, we should just be putting a thing on every piece of content shot saying, this is shot on an iPhone and that could be our campaign. But yeah. So, Amy, I'm pleased to hear things are going pretty well for you. It's great that OMD continues on its, um, well, I know that the trajectory is going to be something a little bit different, but uh, it sounds like yeah. you're being creative, you're being innovative. It certainly sounds like you're engaging with your clients and doing and doing your best to help them just get their way through this time. I'm just going to ask you one more question. It's Christmas yeah. of this year. Yeah. What differences can you see? What differences can you see with regard to brands and let's call it media consumption, media mix? We'll go into Christmas and we'll go into summer and, and we'll probably see a lot of the similar trajectories and trends that we've seen for summer over time and, and none of that's particularly new or particularly interesting. I think what will be interesting is how brands and businesses are choosing to market and what they're choosing to market. So the channels, by and large, how we use them is changing a little bit. Consumption's up, as you said, all the things you'd expect. But we've had businesses now fundamentally um, disrupted and 
Growth accelerated in areas that we've been trying to grow forever. So think about e-commerce, think about delivery, think about the digitization of some big legacy businesses that have been projects and focuses, but we've never been able to get the growth that we've gotten in the last four to five weeks. There's a moment in time where that's been tipped on its head and we're seeing a double-digit growth on most sort of digital facets of people's businesses. What they choose to market and the distribution and mechanisms for engaging with consumers will fundamentally have changed when we get through this period, whether that's Christmas or in a month's two, three months' time. I think there will be a normalisation of that. So if people have done online delivery for the McDonald's or Coles supermarket delivery, some will choose to go back into store, but many won't. And that shift that will have been driven through this period is where the opportunity to embrace and look at how how we move that into the new normal when we come out of this. So I'm not sure that the channels will be a massively interesting shift. I mean, there's only so many channels to play with, but what and how we market and sell to consumers will have fundamentally shifted. And I think that's the really interesting space. Well, Amy, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you very much for joining us on Brand New World. We've been speaking to Amy Buchanan, the CEO of OMD. Thanks again, Amy, and good luck uh, with the coming weeks and months. Thank you, Russell. Brand New World is a Podcast One Australia production. Produced by Dave Zwolenski and Matthew Dwyer.